0: prayer, the very idea seems audacious, revolutionary, full of wonder and mystery, an invitation to speak to God, to seek, to knock, to ask, like a little child climbing into father's arms. Prayer is an intimate and personal experience. It's about opening your heart to a loving God, a good Father, the one who truly knows you and truly loves you. Prayer is trusting Him with your worries and fears, your hopes and dreams, your needs and desires. It's about carrying all life's burdens, big and small, before the throne of God and resting in the limitless peace of his extravagant grace. So pray without ceasing. Pray for each other as you would pray for yourself, and praise him for his faithfulness, because there is power in prayer.
1: I want to ask you a question. How was your week last week? Great, yeah, pretty awesome. You know, my week was pretty awesome. Uh, there were those moments that you know I struggled, and there were some difficult situations that uh, that always take place. But uh, for the most part, the week was really incredible, and the Lord has blessed us. Now. Over the past couple of years, we have gone through some tough times, and you know my story with my dad being at Ushery Rome and experiencing Alzheimer's and uh, just seeing him decline in his health, and there were some days that were just really tough, and just, you know, we wondered, how are we going to get through this? But you know, for the most part, our lives are, are pretty great, You know, the Lord gets us through those tough times in our lives, doesn't he? And uh, whatever it is that we're facing, but you know, most of our days are are just really awesome. You know, we can't complain. But uh, I don't know if you're like many of us. When things are going great, oftentimes we kind of forget God, don't we? You know, but uh, when those times of when we're experiencing difficulties and we get really close to God, don't we? You know, we get on our knees, we get on our faces. I've heard people say that as they're going through some difficult days that I need to get back in church. I need to get my life right with the Lord. But oftentimes when those times are great in our lives and we, uh, may, maybe our prayer life is not what it has been or should be, maybe our Bible study, our Bible reading, we've kind of slacked off on that a little bit. You know, we still love God and we still praise Him and we still thank Him for His goodness. But it seems like when we face those difficult days that we really draw closer to the Lord. And, you know, he wants us to draw close to him in the good times and in the bad times. The struggles as well as the joys that we face in our life. You know, we all struggle. You know, if you, you might say, Dale, if you only knew what I was going through right now. You know, I may not know what you're going through. I may not know your story. I, I know several of your stories this morning, the struggles that you're facing but uh, you might say, Dale, if you only knew what I was going through in my life. You know, God knows. We all struggle, don't we? All of us struggle. We all have difficult days. If we took the mask off this morning and, and uh, showed the true self of each one of us, we all struggle. You know, my grandkids, they even struggle. You know, they struggle. When Poppy doesn't take them to get them that ice cream. They have a meltdown. Two of my grandkids are sick this morning, uh, Eli and Henson. But, uh, you know, and when Declan doesn't get his way, he started poking out that bottom lip. I think it's pretty hilarious. Now, my kids, they don't think so. Macy and Marley, they kind of go crazy at times. And, uh, but, you know, we all struggle in our lives. When Nana doesn't buy them what they want, Which that's very rarely. But uh, you know, we all struggle in life. And uh, you know, I don't know how people can go through life without the church. Right? I don't see how people make it through life without Christian friends that can love us and support us during those difficult times. You have heard us say over the recent months that. We're building a community for you. We're building a community for me because we need one another. Amen. And one of the ways we want to build that community for you and for me is by helping you to get connected with people in our church. And that's done best through our life groups and through the small group Bible studies and and through different ministries that our church offers. And you know as we Grow with each other. As we study God's Word, we begin to grow in our relationship to Christ and we grow in our relationship to one another. And you know, as we grow, you know, we're going to change the world in which we live. God's going to use us as an instrument to make a difference in this world in which we live. My grandchildren desperately need to see the love of Christ in people's lives around them. You know, Psalms chapter 62. You know, as I was listening to the words this morning of the, of the praise songs that we were singing and just thinking about Psalms 62, it doesn't matter where you're at in your life. Maybe things are going great or maybe your world has turned upside down. Psalms 62 has a message for us today. You may be in a difficult situation right now. Maybe you're in a a relationship, a hurtful experience that you're going through right now, or maybe you see some uncertain days coming in your life. We've seen that with my dad. After he fell and broke his hip and went into surgery, we knew that there were going to be some difficult days ahead of us. God can help us. And you know, he is the only one. Think about it. God is the only one that can get you through those difficult circumstances. Now, he uses people, and I'm so thankful for that. But God is the only one that gets us through. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in him. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor cease from yielding fruit. I want to give you today some background uh, information about Psalms chapter 62. We'll be looking at that in just a few moments, but I want to talk to you about What was going on in the life of David as he was writing this? If you've read through Psalms very much, you'll notice that David's life was not always just perfect, was it? He struggled. There were many days that that his world had turned upside down and inside out. David struggled. And uh, during this passage right here, David was facing some difficult circumstances in his life. He was surrounded by enemies who wanted to destroy his life, and many of them even wanted to take his life. And many of those folks wanted to de- dethrone him. This passage of scripture is not just a one time attack upon his life, there were a number of attacks. And many of those that were attacking his life were people that he loved and that he trusted. Many of the people that were coming against David were those who were he considered as his friends. Even his own son, Absalom, as you look in 2 Samuel chapter 15 through 18, was out uh, to get him. Have you ever felt this way before? David, you know, he was, was beat down, the scriptures tell us, and, and uh, we all at some point in our lives have felt this, and maybe that's where you're at today. Maybe there's people who have, have let you down, maybe some of your family members, maybe some of your closest friends, and maybe even some of the people in the church have let you down. Maybe you have felt beat up. But God is with us, and he can give us the strength. Maybe you're going through some addiction. Maybe there's some terminal illness that one of your loved ones is faced with today. God is with us, and he is our only hope. As David wrote this song, he declared that in the midst of all of his troubles, that he was not looking to anyone or to anything else other than God to deliver him. David committed his life to God. He placed his faith and his trust in God and for his salvation. And no matter how hard times were going to get for David, no matter how hard he had experienced those difficulties in life, he was going to trust in God. Turn with me to Psalms chapter 62 and we'll read beginning in verse 1. Truly my soul silently waits for God. From Him comes my salvation. He only, or He alone, is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved, or some of your translations may say, I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning wall or a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his high position. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. My soul, wait silently for God alone. For my hope or my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my strength and my glory, the rock of my salvation, the refuge is my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us. Surely men of low degree are a vapor. Men of high degree are a lie. If they are weighed in the balances, they altogether are lighter than vapor. Do not trust in opposition, nor vanity, uh, vain vain hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God also to you, O Lord. Bless, uh, belongs mercy, for you render to each one according to To His works. Have you ever felt like David? Have you ever felt that your world is turning upside down, that you're being attacked on every side? Not only are you being uh, attacked personally by people, but you're experiencing the spiritual attacks as well. Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but that we wrestle against the principalities, the darkness of this world. In this passage, David boldly proclaims that even though his world is shaken, his family, his friends, his supporters have become his enemies, he's going to trust in God. I want to pull out some truths, four truths for you this morning from this passage of Scripture. and You can write them there in your experience guide if you would like to. But number one, we see in verses 1 and 2, David's trust. Truly my soul silently waits for God. The word soul here refers to one's entire being, one's mind, ev- soul, and everything within that person. The heart, the will, the emotions, everything David was waiting silently on God. Some translations say that I find rest in God or I'm at rest with God. David wants us to know that his faith isn't in God plus something else or someone else, but his faith is in God alone. And that's where it should be. God uses things, He uses those problems that we face in life he uses those trials that that we go through those heartaches to help us to become more like him sometimes we find it difficult to rest in god or to silently wait for him david chose to wait on god instead of taking things in his own hand sometimes we don't wait Sometimes we tend to take things in our own hands. Am I the only one that does that? Sometimes we find it difficult to wait upon God, to wait for him to come and to rescue us from those difficult circumstances. But David waited on God to act. And that's why he could say, I will never be shaken. God alone was his rock and his salvation. And God would rescue him need to underline the word alone in your Bible. Circle it, highlight it some way, or, or the word only. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2 says, or Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will hold, you, hold on to you with my righteous right hand. Whatever it is that you're going through today, the Bible tells us, God tells us, that he's going to hold on to us with his righteous right hand. Not only do we see David's trust in verses 1 and 2, but in verses 3 and 4, we see his adversity. David says, how long will you attack a man? The man that he was talking about was himself. David saw himself as a as a leaning wall or a tottering fence ready to fall down. Men were doing their best to destroy the life of David. He describes them, or a commentary describes this situation as, as people rushing in upon him with menaces and blows. They were thinking that this guy is fixing the crumble just like a a wall or a rickety old fence. Verse 4, we see the purpose of these attacks and it was to cast him down. You know, with their mouths they were blessing David and praising him, but in their hearts they were cursing him. Have you ever thought someone was for you and realized that they were really against you? That's where David was at in his life. The enemy could threaten him. They could lie about him. They could assault him. But he would not lose the peace that God put in his heart. One of my life verses, and I've shared this with you many, many times, and I hope in your Bible you have circled it. I hope you've underlined it. But John chapter 14, verse 27, it talks about the peace of God. Many of you have experienced that peace, that peace that only comes from God himself. It's not a peace that comes from a friend. It's not a peace that comes from a preacher. It's not a peace that comes from a family member or a close, someone close in your life, but it's the peace that comes from God. And then he tells us not to be afraid. Maybe there are people in your life right now that's trying to to bring you down. Maybe there's some situation that's going on in your life that that, uh, you are searching for God. You know, David was like a leaning wall or tottering fence, wondering how long are these guys going to keep attacking me. Sometimes we ask God, God, why is this happening in my life? How long are you going to allow this to to take place in my life? God, when are you going to come and rescue me? Not only do we see the the adversities that David was going through, but in verses 5 through 8, he reminds us. He reminds us that when we find ourselves in these difficult circumstances, when life is beating you down, trust, rest, wait silently upon God alone. David was not depending upon himself or his own resources, but he was waiting upon the Lord God Almighty. You see, David's throne, David's reputation, his very life was depending upon the faithfulness of God. Did you hear that? Our lives are resting upon the faithfulness of God. And God is faithful. As he was going through all of these attacks, he reminds himself to have faith in God. And that his hope is from him. The word hope here is a Hebrew word meaning an eager waiting upon God that looked forward to his intervention. Let me say that again. It's an eager waiting upon God uh, that looked forward to his intervention. Are you eagerly waiting on God? Are you looking for him to show up and to rescue you from your difficult situation? You know, I sat in my office a while ago and was thinking about the word waiting. And I sat there just quiet. You know, not saying anything, not looking at anything, not thinking about any other thing, but just waiting upon God. And what seemed like for 10 or 15 minutes was a short period of time. You know, we're pretty impatient. My family will tell you that I have a hard time waiting. I want to get something done, and, and uh, but I have a tough time waiting. David was waiting upon God the Lord to show up. Our natural tendency is to take things in our own hands, but David understood that God alone was his rock and his salvation and his defense. And because of that, he was not going to be shaken. You know, I find in my own life, man, when trials come, you know, I sometimes my life, my faith is shaken when I need to wait upon the Lord some of you guys in here and ladies you've gone through through so many trials so many difficult situations and your faith has remained so strong all of these years but for some of us we struggle verse eight is a verse that we need to hold on to look at it with me trust in him at all times you people pour out your heart before him God is a refuge for us. You need to underline the word trust. Trust carries the meaning to attach oneself to another object. Folks, we need to attach ourselves to Christ at all times. We need to pour out our hearts in prayer to him, depending totally upon him. David depended upon the prayers of other people. Paul, as we look in the New Testament, he also depended upon the prayers of other people. He said, pray for us. Let me say this about prayer. I hope that you have someone who prays for you. You know, if you don't, you need to find someone, a close friend, a family member who prays for you. I have those people in my life. Not only do I have my family, but I have some close friends, some brothers and sisters that pray for me. Not only do you need to have people in your life who pray for you, but, but uh, you need to be praying for other people. This last week, I got a telephone call from a person who, who uh, from a couple that I love dearly. I miss them so much. And uh, they moved off, and, and uh, it was the day that I was doing the funeral for, for Pat Ewing. I loved Don and Pat. And when I look over here and I don't see them anymore, that saddens my heart. Because they were so faithful to the church. I grieve whenever I do the service of one of our church family members. And, uh, and I was grieving over Pat. And it was Mimi Crawford that called me. Many of you remember Mimi. Mimi and Dave love them dearly. Mimi said, Dale, I don't know what's going on in your life today, but God put you on my heart to pray for you. And I told her, I said, well, well, Mimi, I'm doing the service of one of our dear members. But God put it upon Mimi's heart to pray for me that God would give me strength. Who are you praying for today? All of us, from time to time, feel defeated. We feel like we've been attacked. We feel like we've been beaten down. And I'm speaking from experience. And I'm so thankful for all of you guys and ladies who pray for me and my family. There's a song that's on my playlist. I'm not going to sing it to you today. But I want you to listen to the lyrics of this song. It's called, Somebody's Praying for Me. I was lost in a desert land, so dry and thirsty. But God was there where he had always been, giving grace and mercy. So hard to sing and hard to pray, yet I knew his word was true. Then one day my faith returned, and suddenly I knew somebody's praying for me. Somebody's knocking on heaven's door. Somebody's praying for me. Oh, yes, somebody's lifting me up to the Lord. I knew it had to be somebody down on their knees, somebody praying for me. That's right. Well, I've been spared by so many prayers. How many times I could not say what a difference a prayer can make when it's offered up in faith. Well, God has always made a way. Yes, he has. When I didn't know what to do, just when I needed a miracle, that's when your prayers broke through. Somebody's praying for me. Somebody's knocking on heaven's door. Somebody's praying for me, oh yes. Somebody's lifting me up to the Lord. I knew it had to be somebody down on their knees. Somebody praying for me, that's right. Now I know that friend was you, John Mickey. When you, you were a gift, God gave me. when you prayed his love broke through it was your prayer that saved me so thank you for praying for me thank you thank you for knocking on heaven's door thank you for praying for me yes thank you for lifting me up to the lord now i can clearly see that you were the one on your knees so thank you for praying for me thank you for praying Somebody's praying for me. Somebody's knocking on heaven's door. Somebody's praying for me, oh yes. Somebody's lifting me up to the Lord. And I knew it had to be. Somebody down on their knees. Somebody praying for me. Church family, I can't tell you enough how much we appreciate your, your prayers, the cards that you send to us. There's one lady here in the church, there's many, but there's one lady that I think she is so in tune with God that she sends a card just at the perfect time. Thank you. Many of you pray for us. We couldn't do what we, what we do without your prayers. For all of these years that we have been a part of you guys and a part of this church, We thank you for your prayers. Lastly, in closing, we see David's truth, verses 9 through 12. David concluded by comparing the weaknesses of men with the power of God. When he looked at all of his problems and the enemies that were coming against him, they were nothing in comparison to the love of God. In verse 10, we cannot... Uh, trust in our own earthly devices such as our goods or our position or our human abilities all of these will fail only God and only God will get you through those tough times David simply prayed he trusted and he waited knowing that God was going to take care of him You know, when fear and worry and doubt overwhelm our lives, remember that we have a God who is strong and loving. And because he is strong and able to deliver, he is able to take us through those difficult circumstances. Remember that. God is not a weak God. He created the universe. He created us, right? He created me. I'm still a work in progress, and he has a long way to go. Did I hear an amen, John Mickey? All right, well, Lynn would say that too. But he is strong, he is able to deliver us through. And because of God's love and mercy, he comes to us in our darkest of days. You know, there's been times in in our ministry over the years of serving at Calvary Baptist Church in Dumas, First Baptist Church in Pampa, and here for 20 years, that uh, like all churches, all churches go through those dark times, those struggles, because we're dealing with the devil, right? There's nothing more that the devil wants to do than to bring down a church, to bring down you and I. But God is able to deliver, and he comes to us, In the darkest of days, God's strength, His loving kindness are sufficient to get you through whatever you're going through in life. If you don't, if you leave this place with nothing else, just remember that His love and His strength is going to get you through whatever it is that you're going through today. I don't know what that is, I don't know what struggles you walked into this building this morning. I don't know what you're going to face when you go home. God does, and he is strong. He's able to deliver you. He's able to take you through those tough times. And because of his love, he's able to see us through those darkest of days. Would you pray with me, please? Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are a God who loves us. You're a God who is strong. You can take us through those dark days in our lives. You can take us through whatever it is, whether it's uh, an addiction that we might be facing or maybe it's the, a terminal illness or whatever it might be, God. A financial need, uh, a need within marriages, Lord. Maybe some needs among the young people, Lord. You can take us through those. And God, to be honest, it's hard to wait. I have a hard time waiting on you, God. But God, I know that as we wait upon you, your timing is perfect. So, God, I don't know what your people are going through today. I don't know what struggles. But, Father, I pray that they'll just place their hope and their trust in you. And Father, that they will draw close to you, Lord, in the good times and in the bad times, Lord. Knowing that you love us and you care for us. So, Father, you know the needs of your people here today. And God, whatever that is, I just pray that you would touch their heart and their life and reassure them, God, that you're going to get them through. And we'll give you the praise and the glory. For it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. I don't know what needs you have this morning. When you walked in the doors, when you got in your car this morning to come here, I don't know what was going on in your life. I don't know what you're struggling with. God does, and we want to be a church that builds a community for you, a church that reaches out with the love of Christ and, and helps you as you go through life. Maybe you're here this morning and you're looking for a church home. Maybe you're, you've are you searched uh, throughout the city for churches. I think you could find this to be a place where you could worship Him Your needs could be met. You could meet the needs of other people. And you'd find this to be a place that loves God with all of our hearts. Everything that's within us. And because of our love for God, we love each other. And uh, are we perfect? No, we're not perfect. But uh, we're all on this journey together uh, to make a difference in the world that we live in. Maybe you're here this morning and you, you would say, Dale, I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. You know, the greatest decision that you could ever make in life is to accept Christ. Let him get you on that road, that journey, that, uh, that, that we're all alone. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then maybe you're here this morning and you just need someone to pray for you. Our deacons and wives are going to be up here. and uh, But if you need someone to pray with you, if you don't want to walk down the aisle, that's all right. You know, you don't have to. Just simply raise your hand and someone will come and, and pray for you. I don't know what I would do without the brothers and sisters here who pray for me. Life can be difficult. Life can beat you down. And maybe that's where you're at today. Maybe you've been beat down. and Maybe you see that there's no hope. Well, there is hope. And that hope is in Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask you to stand. And whatever decision it is that God has put upon your heart, maybe you just need to come and pray this morning here at the altar. You come as God leads you this morning.